G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as times change, as new generations are born, the way we think sometimes is affected by the sorts of environment that we're born into and the way we learn is affected by the different changing ways of skills that are passed on to us. I wonder how that affects the way we interpret and understand the Bible in our own lives? Are there changing paradigms, the ways that we learn? What ways did they learn in previous generations, in other cultures where they didn't have the written scriptures? Well, let's talk about some of these things today. And wonderful to be able to welcome along to our conversation, Al Watson, who's the CEO in Australia for Walk Through the Bible. Hello, Al. Welcome along. Thank you very much, Neil. It's fabulous to be with you. Al, something special about Walk Through the Bible. You do things differently to what many other Bible ministries do, and you're working with great success, great results in people who are learning with a different sort of a method. What's so different about the Walk Through the Bible method of learning the Bible? Well, we live in a world today where educational structures have changed because it's been overridden by technology. And uh, one of the things that we've noticed, and they did a survey in America, uh, and when it was released, Canadians didn't believe it. They did their own. Some countries in Europe didn't believe it. They did theirs. And guess what? They found out that within a few percentage points, they were the same. And I can't remember all the figures that came out of it. The one that really grabbed me was whether you're illiterate or functionally illiterate or you're 45% of the oral learners. So that meant that 83 to 85% in these countries were oral learners. And it meant that only 17% of thereabouts were academically inclined. Now, what's the difference? Well, an academic person will sit and listen, will write down notes, will be able to go back, research, study, do that. And that's how they learn. But by far, the majority of people don't do that anymore. Uh, For example, we don't read books anymore. Uh, We go and watch TV programs with stories and then we go to the movies to see stories. Um, People don't buy newspapers anymore. You listen to it on the news, the radio here, or whether it's on television or whatever. People listen to podcasts all the time. So the method of learning today or taking it in has changed quite significantly to the people. Now, how do you bring the message of the faith that changes lives into this world? How do you come to grips with how you learn? Well, what Walkthrough does is it takes an old tool, um, You've got five senses. I always say, I've got a sixth one. It's called nonsense. But uh, so my wife (laughs) and kids tell me, but the five senses is the way into your mind. And we use a number of those senses. We use the visual sense. We use the hand touch sense. We use the hearing sense. We can use the smell sense. Trying to use these mediums to help people retain and recall the story of the Bible. So that's a bit different from listening to someone just talk. And you write. So that, that's the difference. It's trying to give people what we call memory triggers. Now, if I could play a piano, and I can't, and I played Amazing Grace, you wouldn't start singing How Great Thou Art. 
because the tune is a trigger for your memory to recall those words. Well, if we get, we, what we do is we give people hand signs to be memory triggers for them to help recall the storyline of the Bible. And it's fabulous. You can take people through that storyline. It's bedded down in their minds. It's not in a book. It's in their minds. They've learned it. It's a lot of fun. It's interaction. And at the end of it, they're able to lie back in bed at night or anywhere they are on a run, on a bike, wherever they are, and they recall in their minds these stories. Now, that's a powerful way to teach the Bible. Give us an example, Al, uh, perhaps uh, talking about one particular story, one particular book. What sort of a sign might you be able to point to or trigger that actually uh, just releases that understanding, brings the story to mind? Uh, What can you think of uh, that will just illustrate that point? All right. So it's important to know know the major people, places and events of the Bible because it's literally a geography in biblical Middle East countries, all right? Now, if you take, for example, how um, Genesis 1 to 11 gives you the setup of the story of the Bible, there's creation, there's the fall, there's the flood, then there's the dispersion of the nations, and then God picks a man. His name's Abraham. Now, where did he come from? Well, he came from a place called Ur. Now, Ur's just north of the Persian Gulf, but if you put your finger in the Persian Gulf, what would you taste? You'd taste salty water, S-A-L-T. So S is for Sarah, A is for Abraham, Lot is for Lot, his nephew, and T is for Terah, Abraham's dad. Now, that little, just that little rhyme there helps you to know who the key people are. And then T for Tigris, uh, T for Terah, T for Tigris, they walk to the promised land, but they couldn't come straight across because it was a desert. So they go up beside these two rivers to a place called Haran where Terah dies, and then he comes into the promised land. So T for Terah, T for Tigris, if you see a tiger, you'd be afraid, wouldn't you? Well, Euphrates. So it's little rhymes like that that help you remember the geography, the places, the movements. You come into, say, a time in the Old Testament where you've got what we call a united kingdom, where it's the start of Saul and David and and, uh, Solomon. And so we say united kingdom, put our hands together like this. People can't see what we're doing here, but we're putting our fingers together, clenching them. And we say united kingdom. How long was it? It was 120 years. Because each of those kings lasted for 40 years. But the thing about them was their hearts. You see, Saul had no heart for God. So we put up our hands to our hearts and we say he had no heart. We push it away and we say he had no heart for God. Great guy, tall, handsome, great gift, leadership, all of those things. But when it comes down to a person, it's their values that determine their behavior. It's their values that will lead a country. And this guy didn't have a heart for God. But David, wow, he he was wholehearted, totally committed for God. And then you've got his son Solomon, which is fascinating. He, for the first part of his life, uh, did what his old man had set up for him, build the temple and that. But then when that was over, the real Solomon came out. He was only half-hearted. He was a bit lukewarm in his whole relationship with God. So we say he was half-hearted because that's when he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. And, you know, what does it all about? It's, I've tried everything in life and it's vanity, it's emptiness. So we, we talk about these people then. We say, well, let's talk about Saul. And, and what was it that in his life caused him to disown God, to walk away from God? What was it in David's life that caused him to grab God passionately? And what was it in Solomon's life that caused him to come to the place where he really had his father's faith, not his own faith, and the challenge that that brings? So it's these hand signs that will help you remember the story, where they fit in, But underneath that, it's not just history. 
not just a narrative. It's God's dealing with people. That's the key part. So, Al, I can picture you in front of a group of people and everyone's doing these hand signs. Mm. It's starting to look a little bit more like an aerobics class. Yes, it does. Uh, so you've got people doing these yeah, absolutely. things. And, absolutely. And when we do that physically, it actually helps us to retain and remember. Mm. And, and you're talking about things that we call a metaphor. I mean, there's mm. a word there. It's a description. Mm. And it triggers something in mm. our mind. So so this is, this is good mm. for people who are what you say oral learners, people yeah. who are not necessarily academically inclined, yeah. Yeah. but they can remember lots more when they sure. use these simple sure. techniques. Sure. Absolutely. Well, you think of how people learn. I mean, it all breaks down to two methods. You will either learn by example. So you're at school, you've got your teacher, whether it be science or maths or whatever, and they'll say, here's the new thing we're going to study today. What do they first, what's the first thing they do? They go to the blackboard and they say, or whiteboard as it is now, here's an example. So they'll give you an example and that example then helps you to understand what it is that you're going to learn. Or if you're in English lit, what do you do there? You read stories, novels, so on. But it's not just the story that you're looking at. You're looking at what were the motivational forces behind those people? Why did this person do that? Why did that person do that? Because you're trying to get into the, to the life, the dynamics, the heart of these people in these metaphors. Now, I believe that's why God gave us the Old Testament. He actually says these things are written for us to learn in Corinthians. So all of these stories, while they're fabulous history, they're meant to be examples for us to discover fundamentally who Jesus is. Remember in Luke twenty four forty four, he said that in the prophets, in the Psalms and in the law, it's all about me. On the road to Emmaus, he spoke to those two people and he opened to them in all the scriptures. That was the Old Testament, all the scriptures, the things about himself. So As you read these stories and as you see these people's dynamics in life, you need to be looking at two things. You need to be looking at the narrative and understanding that. You need to come down deeper into that and say, well, what's really the example or the metaphor for my life in this? But even more importantly, foundationally, right at the bottom, it's where's Jesus in this? I always say you can't build a skyscraper with a domestic slab and In our Christian faith, we need to dig down deep to lay a strong foundation for our faith. And that foundation is knowing Jesus. And the whole Old Testament is full of him. But we tend not to see that. You know, I suspect there's lots of us listening into this conversation saying, you know what, I don't have the same sort of retention uh, that maybe those academic people have. And sometimes you can say, well, is that something that's wrong with me? And uh, what you're encouraging us today is is no, because there's lots of people. It's always been the case that a lot of people have retention because they are oral learners. And if we can adjust a little to that, uh, we can have the same depth of understanding about many of these Bible stories uh, that others who are academically inclined uh, can get from reading books. Well, you know, before I came here this morning, Neil, I talked to a pastor. He asked me to come and see him. And uh, this man would be you know, in his mid-40s, maybe even a bit older than that. And he said, I I remember doing walkthrough down in Sydney when I was there, and I started doing the signs. And, you know, instantly, those words just, and you'll see the beam in his face, those words just kept on flowing and flowing and flowing. Now, if I've seen that once, I've seen that hundreds of times, because It's really there. You just need something to trigger the memory. That's what hand signs will do. They'll trigger the memory. I've got to go to a church up in northern Queensland uh, at the end of August. 
And this was a man, a pastor of a big church up there. And he rang me. Uh, he said, I did walk through when I was 12 years of age at a Christian school. And he said, Al, I still remember, a bit, bit hazy at the end, but I can still remember so much of that. So what's that tell you? That tells you that here's a method of learning that beds God's word down in our minds where we really need it so that it's in our minds ready to be used when we need to use it out there in the streets with our neighbors, with our friends, using the example of different people's lives. I say, for example, you take King David. I mean, we look at King David and we think, well, there's a great guy, but hey, go back to when he was a kid. I I take three things in his life, and I think there's something about that uh, that's very relevant for our world today. Number one, Psalm 51, he talks about David as being incended, my mother conceived me. Well, is that a theological statement or is it something about his life as a kid and who really was his dad? The second thing is, how come he wasn't there when all the boys were lined up for Samuel to anoint the next king? I think there again is a little bit of a reflection on, well, maybe there's some tension here in the home between, is this my boy or is this someone else's? And then you get to one of the Psalms and it says, Um, God is the father to the fatherless. And I look at the generations that we live in today, so many fatherless homes. And I say to young people, do you realize that David's story might be yours? But in reality, the God of David could be your God. The father of David could be your father. He could come alongside you. He could be your father. I know in my life, my father was more like a grandfather. I was 50. He was 50 when I was born. So I didn't have that connect with a father that was sort of rumble and play games and do all that. So when I become a follower of Jesus, I I really sense God take hold of my life to the place where he became a father. He challenged me. He stretched me. He molded my thinking. He gave me dynamics in life that just changed me. And so I, I can relate very much to David, but so can a lot of others. So it's telling that story of David, but also applying it to where our generation is today. Well, keep your eye out for where these Walk Through the Bible seminars are going to be. And I'll give you the website. It's walkthrough, spelled W-A-L-K-T-H-R-U, dot org dot au so walkthrough dot org dot au al watson our guest he's the ceo of walk through the bible in australia al great insights today thanks so much for being with us on 2020 my pleasure thanks neil before you go thanks for listening there's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au and remember vision is listener supported Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.